There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to season six of Locatora Radio por Casteras Next Door. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella, which is just a very extra way of saying a podcast. podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. Thanks for tuning in to Capitulo 123, 123. Last time on Locatora Radio, we had Jen from the block. If you have not tuned into that interview, do so now. We love Jen. We're so excited for her. And I think that's one of my favorite interviews just because it's so sentimental because we've raised her practically. We've seen her grow up from an undergrad to the full-fledged model creative director that she is today. So go tune in, leave a review and give Jen a follow. Okay. I love this, but our last episode... Oh, damn it. <laughs> was that not the last episode? No. What was our last episode? You were like so, so passionate about that that I did not want to interrupt you. <laughs> oh, damn it. 
you should still tune into Jen's episode. <laughs> so last time on Look at the Radio, we uh, our episode was a, a love letter to Chionas oh, and Sad Girls. That's true, actually. That's so we, true. We talk about the sad girl <laughs> as an anti-capitalist sentiment. So tune into that episode if you haven't already. <laughs> also a very good, very, very good episode. Um, and when you're done doing that, follow us across social media. We're everywhere. Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, locatora underscore radio, follow our individuals, help us increase our follower accounts. It's really important and very hard to do. So give us that follow. Give us the follow, engage, comment, all of those lovely things. Share, 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 share. In addition to, you know, supporting your favorite indie podcasters, if you're looking for a fandom drain and aspire to be our human wallet, escort yourself to our Venmo at locatora-radio. And you can get 15% off of your next purchase from Latina-owned makeup brand, Vive Cosmetics. Head to vivecosmetics.com and use our affiliate code locatora-radio15 for beso-proof, bong-proof lippies. Uh, Marijuana updates. Season two is coming. It will be launching sometime around 420 of 2022. So so excited. (laughs) It's going to be cute. It's going to be cute. I have some fun things planned. Uh, Season two is just going to be bigger and better and grander. So just, uh, you just wait and see, make sure that you are subscribed and that you're following and you have your I don't know all the things that, oh, 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 subscribe to Besitos, our newsletter, go to our website, um, look at radio.com. We also send updates via our newsletter. So yeah, do that. Use our Mota Glass affiliate code, Marihuanera P4P for a discount off your next purchase. Also in book club updates, we are reading You Sound Like a White Girl, The Case for Rejecting Assimilation by Julissa Arce. I have not read it yet. I'm going to get started this week, but I'm really curious because Mala and I have been told via IG lives by like strangers (laughs) that we're like two Chicanas that sound like white girls. Right. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know what that means. What does a Latina sound like? What stereotype are you trying to put on us? Right. So I'm really, I'm really interested and invested in seeing how this book like takes the title and unpacks like what assimilation means. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that at the end of the month via Locas por Libros on patreon.com slash locatora underscore productions at the $8 tier. You can join the discussion, discuss any book with us. And also you have access to past book club meetings as well so you can join if you're interested in supporting your favorite indie podcasters and also you know expanding your knowledge and reading some more 100 we're going to talk more about patreon and all the things we have to offer on patreon in a little bit we have a snippet of an interview that i did last year with Flores, who is a recording artist. You can hear the full thing on Patreon. But before we do that and get into that portion of today's episode, we do want to jump into weird things white women did this week. We love this segment. We don't do it every episode. Sometimes we need to wait until uh, a particularly notable weird (laughs) thing happens. And then we can bring you 
our analysis and our thoughts about it. So there's a, a bunch of things this week that we came across on Twitter and that are streaming on like Hulu and HBO Max. So there's a bunch to get into. So let's get started. Let's get started. This is our first Weird Things White Women did of the season, of the year. So we're excited to bring back a listener fave. And so we have noticed an increasing popularity, visibility in white girl scammer shows. And I know, Mala, you have been keeping up with some of these shows. So can you introduce some of these shows to us? The first one being Inventing Anna. Okay. Yes. So good. Such a good show. Like just as a TV show, this is streaming on Netflix and it is a dramatized, like, you know, um, drama basically about a dramatized drama. Duh. It's a drama. (laughs) It's late y'all when we're recording it. We're tired, but we're giving the content. We're giving you the content. So it's a a dramatized drama. It's a dramatized drama. It's a dramatization of the story of Anna Delvey, who is a real life scammer, a socialite wannabe who was able to like trick a bunch of New York elite and like the cultural circles into basically paying her way through a lot of stuff, vacations, trips, parties, dinners. And she also got a bunch of investors and banks to give her tons of money to start like a social club and um, claim to have a very rich father, to have uh, vast assets in Europe and that she was German, but really she was Russian and she gave herself a fake name, a whole twisted affair. The show is so good, very addicting, really well done. And basically it's following the journalist who uncovered the Anna Delvey story and really followed it and wrote about it for the first time. So, you know, we love our gossip. uh, We love a crazy white girl. And this one in particular is really interesting because if you look at the real life Anna Delvey and like the chatter around her, people are like, she kind of looks like a little goofy. Like how did anybody mistake her for like a German socialite? And it's just interesting to see like, okay, this person was very cunning, but looks very like girl next door, ballet flats in 2022 kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. But a mastermind. But a mastermind. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, the white girl scammers get like all the media attention and the show's made about them. Now I'm sure this show is really good because it is a Shondaland production. So I trust, I trust that it's good and it dives into like really important things, but it's still very interesting. You know, this is, it's like a very weird phenomenon where these white girls do shady things and then get like, you know, really big book deals, movie deals, what have you. So Mm -hmm. interesting. And then that brings us to the next one. Yes. And this is my thing is like, um, I don't think Inventing Anna is talking about anything important. Like, I think, like, I don't think there's any broader societal messages. I think it's like a straight up drama like Shondaland classic about like a very salacious drama the drama about this case that's been in the media. So it's a very fun watch. The other one that I've been watching is The Dropout um, on 
Hulu starring Amanda Seyfried. We love her. And she is playing the role of Elizabeth Holmes, who was known in Silicon Valley as the like 19 year old whiz kid who founded Theranos. And her whole claim was that she had invented a technology that could detect like a whole battery of disease with only a single drop of blood. Like she was claiming to eliminate the need for like excessive, in her words, like blood draws that get sent to labs and then um, test blood for things. She was claiming that she had invented this technology that eliminated that single prick of blood. And she got these like billions and billions of dollars in investments. She got big contracts with Walgreens to like put these machines in like Walgreens health centers and have actual patients go in and like get their blood work done there with the, 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 you know, drop of blood technology that she claims to have invented. However, turns out that that technology, um, their betas and their prototypes never actually worked. They, uh, their scientists like were actually taking the blood drops and using like, um, quest diagnostic machines which is like the competitor like company so they were pretending to have invented new technology when really they were just like using existing technology and even like doing full-on blood draws and then sending the blood to other labs so it was like then her professors from Stanford, because she like came up with this concept as like a student at Stanford and dropped out at 19 and founded the company. Her professors at Stanford came forward and were like, yeah, she brought this idea to us and we told her that it was crazy and that it would never work. And her whole deal was like, Steve Jobs is her idol, uh, girl boss, girl boss, girl boss, green juices only, black turtlenecks, taught herself how not to blink and wanted to like turn herself into like a Steve Jobs, like mogul, girl boss way too close to the sun. And Elizabeth Holmes, her whole deal was, um, if somebody tells you no, no, it's not possible, they just don't have a growth mindset and they're just not the right people for you to be talking to. Like you need to be surrounding yourself with people who believe that anything is possible. So that was her whole like insistence on, I don't care what anybody says, I believe in this idea. So I'm going to take it all the way to the bank and all the way to Walgreens. And her scientists were like, yeah, um, the accuracy rate for things like syphilis is like less than 50%. So they were giving out these test results to people for things like syphilis with like zero degree of accuracy, like just crazy stuff. And again, all that to say, white girls can get away with a lot and can get people to give them a lot of money without very much reason yeah. or evidence. <laughs> I'm like, this sounds like a lot of girl bosses on Instagram, you know, like elevate your frequency, which is true, but you know, that type of girl bossy language where it's like, don't mm -hmm. take no for an answer, but it's like, if your prototype doesn't work, then like you should take no for an answer. Yeah, when you're talking about like the health of, of human beings and, um, and test accuracy, absolutely test accuracy, communicable disease, um, you know, like HIPAA, uh, you know, like the what is it that that doctors, the Hippocratic Oath, like you have to you ha there's ethics in these things. So she was just like leaping over all the ethics and saying uh, her big motto was do or do not, there is no try. And that's like a Yoda quote. And so she would like say that in all of her interviews and like had like 
big like wall-sized paintings of that quote all over the Theranos offices like she literally never take no (laughs) yeah do or do not there is no try like Yoda (laughs) her guiding principle (laughs) so so those are some weird things that white women have done this week and there's more Diosa do you want to tell this is the weirdest of them all this is some this is some fucked up shit but tell them what happened this week this is some weird, horrific white women anti-choice shits that we stumbled across online, on Twitter. Mala sent me this link. And so this anti-choice, quote, activist, an extremist, um, she was arrested because she um, pretended to be a person that wanted to receive abortion care. And when she was given access to the clinic, she actually like took it over with like a couple people and were like obstructing people from getting their care, which is actually a federal offense. So she was arrested and what they found in her home were the remains of five fetuses just in her home, like medical waste, possibly. Like, I don't know how that's been described yet, but five fetuses were found in her home freaky where did she get them from what is she doing with them whose fetuses are those like this is creepy so many questions and it's kind of like are you what are you trying to prove you know uh, it's just not great it freaks me out and i'm yeah where where did she get that where did they come from how would you have access to all of these fetuses? Is she performing abortions in her house? But also like, you know, there's like a certain week, weeks, right? Where like you can no longer receive an abortion. You're not, there are no abortions being performed on like fully formed fetuses. So like, right. where did where, they, th- where did they come from? There's so many questions. We're going to keep an eye on this story. I, I mean, and by that, I mean, we're going to just keep scrolling Twitter. And if there's an update, we'll we like, will tell, tell you. you. <laughs> we're going to tell you. Breaking news. <laughs> um, but yeah, Elizabeth Handy. Um, dang. <laughs> so, oh, wait, no, there's still one more weird white woman who did a weird thing this week tell them the you know this past week I feel just like Amy Schumer being um on the Oscars was kind of a weird thing I don't really get her humor I don't get her bits so I'm just gonna give her as a weird things white women did and all to all you know white people and non-black people that decided to have an opinion about anything not related to them shut the fuck up is all is all I want to say yeah, it's the, the the slap heard around the world, and we have heard every possible take at this stage of the game. Um, I will say that I think one of the weirdest parts of Amy's Oscar hosting was the, the dress with the bow on it. Not a fan favorite. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Um, and for those of you out there who are thinking, oh my God, why are they going so hard on the women? Like, what about the white men? I will say, fuck you, Tom Segura. You're a piece of shit. Because he went on Twitter and was saying the nastiest, meanest, rudest things about Jada Pinkett. And like, for what? My only concern, my only take on this whole situation is, is Jada okay? <laughs> Literally. That's Can we the, ask that question? That's the only thing that you should be asking and do so quietly, please. How's like, Jada? <laughs> yes. Nobody you know? needs your think piece. 
Like, um, so yeah, fuck you, Tom Segura. Fuck mm-hmm, you very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, this is a segment that started weird things white women did that started by the actual in-person things that weird white women would say to us. So sometimes, you know, that's actually how the segment was born. It was like white women that would say weird, racist (laughs) things to us. (laughs) And, you know, I will say now, especially like, you know, Uh, working from home, um, my interaction with white people is very minimal. So sometimes we got to draw from popular culture. And during the pandemic, mm, still in pandemic, we mm -hmm. had we had to like look at what was happening around us and the weird things that were going on. And so if you're like, like Mala said, if you're thinking like, wait, why do they do this segment? It's because of that. That's That's where it came from. from. (laughs) I'll never forget. We should. okay, just because like now I'm reliving the origins. So one of the, the first ones and one of my favorites, me and my friend Tatiana were at Perch downtown. And it was like a weekend. It was like during the day. So there was a bunch of people there. And this one white lady was like sitting on a stool and not a proper chair. Cause you know, Perch like has like uh, cute, like couchy type seating, but it gets full and you wait around. And when it looks like someone's leaving, you pounce and you get your seat. So we're doing what everybody else is doing and we're standing and we're having our cocktails and we're having a lovely time. And this white woman like gets up off of her stool and she like points at it and she like says to us like, oh my God, please sit here. Whenever I see women of color standing, I'm like, please just rest. (laughs) Please just sit. Please just rest. (laughs) Direct quote. I will never forget. Seared into my brain. And me and Tatiana were like, "Uh, we're okay. We're really fine. (laughs) Like we're not exhausted. We're at the perch. enjoying a $17 cocktail like we're okay honestly why we're on vacation so just just why (laughs) well one of my one of the things that happened to me that I don't know if we brought it on the segment but one of the things that weird white people did to me was when I was buying a ton of laundry detergent for a company I worked for where we had 30 homes and one of my tasks was to go and buy 30, 30, like, you know, jugs of laundry detergent. Um, Mm -hmm. And when they were scanning me, the cashier was scanning me, this like old white couple behind me was like, oh, she must have a lot of kids. Jesus Christ. I was like, (laughs) oh my God. And I was so stunned that I said nothing because I was so shocked. Like it left me speechless because I'm like, oh my God, what kind of microaggression, what kind of racist ass Mm -hmm. shit that these old white people just said to me. And I like, We'll never forget because I didn't say anything. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely like an, a weird white thing that someone said to me that I will like not forget ever. Right. And it's like so crazy because you look so young, first of all, and so tiny. Like you don't look like you've had a child, much less a bunch of children. Like, what are they even thinking? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and this was like, you don't look ago. like a mom. I don't, I don't look like a mom. You don't, you just I don't. don't. I, I don't have any mom things on me ever. You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, you know, like mom, mom, mom's carry mom things. Stuff. Mom moms carry, carry moms things. carry things. Mom you things. Know? Mom things. <laughs> yeah. Respect to all moms, but like, I am not a mother. And it's so true. it was said in a very racist mm-hmm. way. Presumptuous you know, way. Stereotypical way. And so yeah. 
that dying. is the genesis of weird things white women did. That's the genesis. So that's why we do it. Um, yeah, but you're right. We don't interact with white women like we used to. <laughs> well, also because you were working at a predominantly white girl. I was working in Pasadena at a which private is, school, <laughs> which is why we had to start this segment because Mala was like, "I can't take this shit. Like, I need to vent somewhere. I needed an outlet. I needed an outlet. Uh, good times, honestly, such good times. Um, our segment that is our segment. The art born of the trauma. Yes, <laughs> that's the good time. That being said, mm. if you have a weird thing a white woman did to you or a white person did to you, you can always send it in. We have a voice memo type of situation called Speak Pipe on our website, or you mm-hmm. can send us an email and we might share it on a future episode. Yes, head to lookatloraradio.com and uh, make it happen. And now we are very excited to introduce a little snippet from an interview that I did with singer-songwriter Flores. You can listen to the full convo on Patreon. And just if you haven't visited our Patreon, you really should. It's our Locatora Productions Patreon. There are four tiers, two years worth of content. We've been posting consistently since 2020. It's a mix of artwork, audio, photos, uh, obviously the book club, Um, when there are events, we like let you guys buy tickets first on Patreon and things like this interview with Flores. So a little bit about Flores. Um, she has been described by pigeons and planes as the future of R and B and making it look easy. Wonderland writes Flores writes from the heart with her lyrics stemming from personal experience. She is an indigenous Mexican American songstress from the Chihuahuan desert of El El Paso, Texas. She was born and raised in the Tigua Indian reservation, and she is an R&B bilingual singer songwriter. She has a colors performance that you can see on YouTube for her song oceans, beautiful song, beautiful colors performance. And, um, that video has over 1.4 million views. She has 9 million streams on Spotify alone, really beautiful artist. So I hope you guys enjoy. And again, head to the Patreon for more. joining us from like Norway or somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. I live really far. I live in Norway. I've lived here for several years. So can you, can you tell us how you went from, you know, growing up, living your life in, in Texas and now finding yourself streamed millions of times all over Spotify and living in Norway and living your singer songwriter dreams. Take us through the journey. <laughs> Yeah, I think I had pretty small town like mentality in El Paso. And then I met because we have a we have a base there, a Fort Bliss military base. And it brings in a lot of international people 
from different like backgrounds and I met a Norwegian and I fell in love and I came here basically. (laughs) Stop it. A love story. Are you loving it? Are you, do you write in Norway? Do you find you're able to be creative? How has that, how has your location uh, contributed to or shaped your artistic journey? I think actually, I think that it's been more possible now. Well, obviously because of the internet, but also because Norway has a really good quality of life by comparison to America. Like you don't have to worry about healthcare and, you know, university for most people is pretty cheap. It's like a hundred dollars a semester. So (laughs) it's like, and, and because you get paid so well just to work anywhere, you kind of have a decent standard. So you, you get paid five weeks of vacation every year. If you have a baby, you get a year off for free. They pay you your full salary. So it's like so many things that make it easy for you to be creative because you don't have to worry about all the other stuff. And I felt when I lived in America, it's always a hustle. It's always a side hustle. Everything you have to do to like just, you know, pay the bills. So there's a really big contrast because I didn't have health insurance in America when I lived there. Right. So (laughs) who among us, who does, (laughs) right? (laughs) But here it's like, and I see myself sometimes I don't even use it when I need to go to the doctor. I'm so used to not going that I'm like, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. And then I'm like, oh shit, I got to use this free healthcare. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. The way America has damaged us deeply. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need medical treatment. (laughs) I'll be fine. It'll fall off for me to get there. Right. Basically. So, so Flores, I'm so interested in learning just the genesis, the beginning of when did you be, start singing? When did you realize that you had a voice? Uh, yeah, I'm so curious how that that started for you. Um, it started really young that I like to sing. We're a musical family, so I have a lot of my mom loves music and we grew up listening to it. Then we grew up, I grew up actually in a Jehovah's Witness church. So we actually sang quite a bit in the church. Terrible singing. People sing this. <laughs> church singing. I feel like unless it's like a Baptist church, unless right. it's like a black church. I grew up in a Roman Catholic church with many like Mexicans and Latinos and the singing is not great. (laughs) It's just not, not all churches. Like it's a little solemn, right? Like very like Gregorian chants. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. So that's what I kind of grew up in. But I think as a young girl, I had actually a counselor when I was in middle school and he heard me sing and then he started to record me and then we had like mini tours through the middle schools and then high school. I thought I was going to be on Broadway at one point in my life because I loved theater at the time. Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of places for people don't know that Broadway is grueling and also it's very black and white. There is nothing in between. Like the, the racial aspect of it is like growing up realizing, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to be any, any lead actress in any show was pretty sobering. But, um, but then that made me sort of venture on into making my own music. And Mm -hmm. I think like many years ago, maybe 10 years ago, when I was younger, it was really difficult to be in the music industry because there was no internet. Like it was like at its infancy. And so it was like either who you knew or having money helps like a lot to get to yours. And there was like no space for us. I feel like this is like a time 
to be alive, really, really, really. It's like a renaissance. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm, I feel lucky to be a part of it, really. And you too, like you're part of the renaissance, the pioneer. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, just thinking about what would it take to become a star, say in the day of like a Marilyn Monroe, right? And you think about there were only a handful of studios working, a handful of networks, a handful of people calling the shots. And you really had to kind of be picked out of obscurity. Like someone had to pluck you out and decide we're putting this girl on, we're making her a star, we're putting her in the classes, we're putting her in shows, we're putting her name in lights and we're putting her out there. And these days, you know, we put ourselves out there, you know, we, we give ourselves stage names and we figure out our aesthetic and we find our audience and we build our platforms and we just make ourselves stars now, which I think it's empowering. It's also exhausting, honey. I'm tired. <laughs> so tired. I mean, your page is so gorgeous. I just have to say it. Thank you. <laughs> but enough page. about my Instagram page. <laughs> we need to talk about your beautiful work on this colors performance. I am just blown away by your voice and by how much your music is just really taking off. And I love to see it. You know, my family is from Chihuahua, Mexico. And so you don't always, yeah, you don't always get that like global, oh my God, like there's a Chihuahua connection and it's R&B and she's killing the game and she's in Norway. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> How have your fans been connecting with you? And, and I'm so curious, like, what do people say to you about your music and what it does for them? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I feel like I have, I have a very small fan base, but the people that I have known, I've known them for years. Like the people that are always talking to me, some of them are good friends of mine now and we're just like on active. I'm very active with people who reach out to me. So when they're like, oh, it helped me through this period of my life or I lost a family member here and, and this helped me pull me through this. Then I feel like, you know, even if it's one person, it's just, it means the world to me. So I actually have a very personal relationship with the fans that I do have because they've just been there since day one because the colors video was in 2017 those are a really long time ago um, sure. pre-pandemic yeah like I had all these things that we were gonna do right 2020 was the year all these things and then uh, and then it was a pandemic so you know but yeah I think it makes you feel like you're valid I get a lot of people feeling saying that like they feel the emotion in my voice and I think that that's really important to have because a lot of the times, and I don't mean to throw shade at a lot of artists, but there's a lot of auto-tune in this industry. And for me, that's like, I will never use it in my life because mm -hmm. I'm a bit old school because, you know, you should hear what these, do they have something to say? Like, it, can you feel the visceral emotion in, in the songs they write? And a lot of people don't write their songs either anymore. So it's, it's changed a lot, but then not. I think um, for the most part, my fans are really great. I'm excited to get new fans and I'm, I'm curious how that will be. But um, because I'm, I like to talk to everybody and I'm like, I may not have a lot of time to talk to everyone. But It's so hard, right? Because it's like the, the folks that reach out to you, like you want to engage with all of them. And, and, and we, I think we try, we try our best responding to comments and messages. 
but but sometimes it's just, it's just a lot there's only so many f- fingers on our hands you know mm-hmm. like we can only talk to so many people but it's so exciting i love that you have diehards i think that that's like the sign of like a long lasting career all right y'all so to listen to the rest of that interview you can head over to patreon.com slash locatora underscore productions thank you so much for tuning in to another capitulo of locatora radio we hope you enjoyed our weird things white women did segment uh and just let us know what you think of this episode till next time besitos, besitos. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi, everyone. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions... Let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.